Hello and welcome to the Monday Night's War Stories. Your no-so crew goes on a little deep dive in the ratings war between WCW and WWF. This week, guys, it's the first episode of WCW Nitro that is written and ran by one Vince Russo. And boy, can you tell. I could tell pretty, pretty instantaneously. If we weren't following this week to week, you would think this is month 19 of Vince Russo, because it is a Russo show. He comes in running, don't he? Ruined through. Uh, WWF is coming off their pay-per-view, No Mercy, which you can go back and listen to at nosodentertainment.com for the pay-per-view war stories. I'm your host, Joseph Lessel. I'm alongside here with the Human Wrestling Database, Corey Mack. His database is uh, freaking out for Russo. <laughs> No so's living legend Mike Booble. Hi everybody. <laughs> October eighteenth, nineteen ninety nine, is the beginning of the Russo era for WCW. I, I, I gotta say, mm-hmm. wow, for <laughs> wow. N- for night one, wow, segment one. I have a wow. different reaction. But, yep, we'll get there. Shall we get into this week? Yeah. <laughs> Let's get into it, because I... There's a I, lot to get I, into. I we have say- been waiting. So, True Talk, you guys have been waiting for this moment. Since we started since the show. Since February of 2016. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It has been building to this. Five years. Yep. Five years in the making, because I'm like... Damn, we took a long time off. Yeah. <laughs> we did. Part of me... Part of me is sad... That Jeff Mack isn't here for this. He put in all of the early grunt work. Because, man, yep. this is like, from day one, you guys were like, wait till we get to 99. And now he's, He wanted to skip a year yes. <laughs> to he, get to 99. He wanted to skip a year to get to this point. He wanted to skip their greatest year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to get to He was this. like, let's just forget 97. So I'm kind of bummed that he's not here for that. i got to be honest. I'm a little bummed about it. I am as well. Yeah. Um... But we're finally here. Vince Russo, you're in charge of WCW. Fucking city are we in? Where's he making Philly. his debut? Philly. We're out. in Philly. That, yeah. This was a Philly show. That fucking checks out. So let's go to October 18th, 1999 for WCW Monday Night Show. We are in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Once again, Vince Russo's first night. So let us start off with, hey, look at that, a limo showing up. I feel like I've seen that a hundred times on WWF. And it's Sid with three guys wearing suits. Wonder what's the, the corporation? Oh, oh shit. God! So no let's let's start off with our first match tonight. We're going straight to it, guys. Mm-hmm. Juventud Guerrera versus Evan Courageous. And as soon as, by the way, uh, Hoobie's back on television after about a week and a half for yeah. a timeout. Yeah, because yeah. uh, he fucked up. Uh, Loud Hoovy sucks chance. Loud Hoovy sucks. Not a fan of Hoovy anywhere now. <laughs> uh, Tanae is going to be talking with Sid after this match. Uh, quick back and forth. However, then Bret Hart comes out. and he, I'm just going to cut a promo and stop this match. <laughs> I was like, well, no, but hold on. I love what he said, though. Oh, yeah. Like, since oh. they, uh, they told me that they didn't have any time for me tonight, so I just figured I'd come out here and make my own time. Uh... That'll be a theme of the night of people not liking direction. Yep. We'll get to that uh, later. Brett says someone in the back told him he won't have time, so Brett's going to make time. Uh, Brett left the... Fuck d- you, Hoovy and Everett Courageous. Brett left the yes. WWF to fight Hulk Hogan and win the heavyweight championship. 
He's been screwed and lied to ever since he's gotten here. True. Um, a, a couple new guys show up, and now it's all about political games. Uh, Sting then comes out. Uh, Sting has to, has to tell them to cut his music. Sting tells Brett that uh, promises don't come true in this business. Sting's shooting from the get-go. Yep. Sting tells Brett that, his, he, that he has a legacy, and it's right here, and, and he does the suck it <laughs> sign. Once again, baby, watching Raw. Uh, Sting, I love it. He also like says, you know, can you uh, can you put your Hulk Hogan obsession on the back burner there for just a second? Yep. And I believe that's the only time those two words are uttered on this television show. Yep. Which is and why is that important, Corey? Well, he's going to have the last laugh. Yep. This is their go go home show to Halloween Havoc. He's in the main event theoretically. No, let's call this the go home show because Thunder's taped. Oh, this it's is the go home show. show. And uh, no, Thunder's not taped. It's live. No. No. Last week's was taped. No, last week was live. Because they showed Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah. I'm yeah. thinking of like uh, 500 no, weeks ago. This, week, yeah, is, yeah, this week, week is taped. Yes, this week is very taped. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so, yes, this is the go home show. Uh, yeah. Sting doesn't care about Brett's legacy because everyone has been screwed in this business. Again, shooting. I, yeah. So, Sting says, you know what? As you said, put Hulk Hogan on the back burner. I'll give you a title shot tonight. This promo to me made it feel like Brett was the heel and Sting was the babyface. Yeah, it was a little backwards. First of all, Sting's music hitting all weird. Uh, we're just, loud, too. Yeah. Like, we know why. Because I just remembered, I'm like, oh, this is the moment. He had Metallica's Seek and Destroy live as a theme at this wow. point, which I loved. Mm-hmm. It worked perfectly for him. I was wondering but when he was getting gonna, it. Yeah. But they're not going to pork the money over for that. So we get well, this, they're pork the money for any other taker song they want. So we get this like super loud piped in, where it starts like halfway through the song. Yeah. God damn it. Uh, commentary says that tonight. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> I, knew, I knew he had the Metallica song. I just didn't know when. Oh, it was How much triple H is it going to pay off for that? Right, you think Metallica. of anybody, but Triple right? back. Oh, we're getting that. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, commentary brings up that, hey, this is Vince Russo's and Ed Ferrar's first night here. Uh, really, is that weird they bring up the writers, by the way, on TV? Is that weird to anybody else? You don't see in current day, but probably back then like, because of the ratings. You know you know why you watch WDF? Because of Vince Russo and Ed Ferrar. Hey, they're on our side That's now. That's exactly it. Back then, a lot of people gave full credit to the Attitude Era, to Vince Russo. He really did position himself as a messiah for wrestling, and that's why. It was like, it wasn't just good enough to hire him yet to tell people, because, I mean, that's how good of a con job he did to the wrestling world at large. What's weird, right? It's like this, like wrestling walks this weird line where it's, it's scripted, it's kayfabed, but they present it as like a real kind of contest. So, but when you openly say we have new writers for this television show, it throws that first part completely out of the window. And then I agree. What are we watching then? And are I we think- watching a quote unquote, you know, sport, an athletic contest? Are we watching a play? I completely agree with you. It's uh, just another in the long example uh, of things that. Um, the uh, the one at war era uh, created that um, continues to be a detriment to the business. This is just another one of them. You're absolutely right. You know, Friends didn't start off season six with Chandler making a funny quip about how they have a new head format writer. Right. You know, I mean, it's just you, you don't do it. 
Like, you're supposed to, like, allow us some suspension of disbelief at some point, man. Like, you have to give us that. Well, they, what they're going to give us tonight is Harlem Heat versus the Filthy Animals. Goldberg versus the Total Package. A first time ever New York evening gown match of Medusa versus Mona. I almost fucking threw up when he said that. I was like, are you fucking... Uh, ten minutes into the show. Really? Uh, they go for the high five and miss, and then uh, Tony says, let's send it to Tanae, but then the Starburst promo comes up yeah. instead. Well, I guess... Let's let's not, not everything <laughs> changes. Well, I guess let's send it to him now. <laughs> uh, Tanae with Goldberg, Sid... Be, uh, um, Goldberg begins to talk, but, uh, but one of the guys tells him, uh, uh, they go Sid and Sid begins to talk and one of the guys begins to talk, but Sid's like, my lawyer has told me that I shouldn't talk. No comment. No comment. Sid looks weird in a suit. It's weird. Yeah, it's, uh, definitely like it. It threw me off. I'm like, mm. uh, backstage, another limo shows up and this time it's Goldberg. That's weird. He's not driving a weird Toyota Tracel. I really want to envision Sid going to court in just his black leather uh, vest. Yeah. He's whispers like, sir, can you speak up? No, I cannot speak up. We see Sid talking once again with his lawyers, and they're telling him that it's black and white, that uh, Goldberg couldn't have touched him. Is this the one I loved? Is this the one where Sid's like, look, I'm not trying to be cheap, but... Uh, no, <laughs> I, that's, the ne- that's the next It's the next one. I fucking love that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But what do you two do? <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, let's go to our next match, guys, as it's Vampiro. Our next match or our first match? Because <laughs> the other one... Uh, let's go to our first match that will have a finish. Uh, Vampiro versus Disco Inferno. That's the main event in the world, especially in Philly. Well, Lash LaRue joins commentary. Oh, my God. Hopefully for the last time. So in the five years we've been doing this, besides an NWO takeover, yeah. Corey, can you name me one wrestler? And there's only been one wrestler that has joined commentary. And the Joe means one wrestler. There's been one wrestler that joined. Scott Steiner? No. And it's not an NWO takeover. I'm drawing a blank. Eddie Guerrero. Oh, that's right. He came back from the injury. It was like a month ago or whatever. Eddie Eddie has done it twice because he did it a few years back with the old set. That's true. And then he joined. He just did it when he came back to talk about how he's coming Weird. back. But Eddie Guerrero is the only wrestler. Or get used to it because these two, these new guys, they love it. Yeah. Where do they got the idea from? Weird. Well, this match goes for uh, less than two minutes as LaRue says stuff that I don't care, baby girl. Well, I thought it was weird that LaRue debuted his new porn star gimmick. <laughs> I, I have no fucking idea what he said. I, same. I'm just like, I'm sure those are words somewhere. It's nothing I could, I've ever heard of. I could put the subtitles on, but I'm not going to. Oh, my God. Um, Number one for truth, baby. Disco. Um, Creole is a tough language to... Them Cajuns down ca- in New Orleans. I can do carny. Can we just, like, put that wall up a little north around <laughs> Louisiana? Ouch. Uh, disco it's wins. Tom Segura bit. Don't sue me. You ain't a fan of the bayou. Uh, disco. Tom Segura. <laughs> Disco wins, but LaRue attacks Disco. The babyface attacks the hill after the match. Of course. Let's go backstage, shall we? Larry Zabisco with Goldberg. It's a demotion. Who decided Zabisco should be a backroom uh, interviewer? Also, Zabisco was really in his heyday like in the 80s, right? Mm-hmm. Evolution is real. 
And he's tiny, man. Like, Goldberg isn't exactly, like, giant. I'm just like, that was... That's what. That's how tall Larry Zabisco is? He was kind of short for the time, right. too. Like, he... It's he like wasn't your <laughs> he wasn't your average size pro wrestler. It's super off-putting. Like you were like one of the biggest stars, and you're five eight. Fuck is this? You're not wrong. Was uh, it 2019 PGW? <laughs> <laughs> They're talking about the uh, talking about Halloween and how uh, Halloween Havoc and how Sid's here with his lawyers. Goldberg's not afraid of the lawyers, and like tonight and like always, it would be Spear and Jack Hammer. Then we go to a, a pale white man floating in front of a child's window again. <laughs> giving him hand signals. And all I can think of is like um, saving Silverman when they're in the kitchen. They're <laughs> doing hand signals of where they want to go get a hamburger all later. I think of his unsolved mysteries. <laughs> but this sucks. WCW or Suffer. This is a Robert Stack re- like reenactment. What the fuck is this? And according to the building block that the little boy had, it looks like this guy's name would be Seven. Yeah. Great googly moogly. We have that. It's we funny. go from backstage with Larry Z to a promo about Seven. And then we go to Mike Tanay with Medusa. She ain't having it. Medusa's like, you know what? I'm not here to tear off women's clothes. I'm here to wrestle. Uh, so she says, you know, I might not even go out there. You know, there might not even be a match tonight. She is none too happy, and Tony was losing it all night about this. Oh, yeah. Then we go from them to into the ring with Mean Gene and Kimberly, and they have their uh, semifinalists. <laughs> uh, uh, quote, unquote, the winners. <laughs> uh, Chiquita and a uh, girl named Stacy. I will uh, say at least, uh, at least they found a couple who were worth a damn. Well, still, yeah, they, still not Zuli. One, one well, name, they ended up the winners, so. I know. One named Stacy Keebler. Uh, Zen laughed. I'd rather have Zuli. Zen laughed at uh, how Keebler danced. I <laughs> will. And then Buff Bagwell music hits, and uh, he comes on out. He uh, commentary is like, hey, this is a part of the show. The other part I love. And this wasn't part of the script. You can just tell. Two, a three with Kimberly. Although she tells it as soon as Buff gets in the ring. But three beautiful women in the ring. And you can tell to Buff Bagwell, the sexiest one in the ring is Buff Bagwell. Oh, without (laughs) question. He tells them to leave. And I'm like, at no point does he hit on them. Nope. He doesn't even look at them. He just like, hit the bricks. I'm Buff. I'm Buff. Uh, Buff says that the new guys in back, they like him. Buff calls himself the chosen one, and they told him that he's going to take WCW to the promised land. To the moon! Only if his mom will let him. Uh, I hair to shave off. Buff dances and the segment. Tony, he's really full of himself. It was weird. Let's go backstage with Larry and Mona. Mona says that uh, she doesn't mind wrestling in the evening gown match tonight because she wants to climb the mountain. Hell, she wrestles in a yeah, gown all the time. And then we cut to Kimberly looking for David Flair. Okay. Then we cut to Sid. <laughs> then we cut to Sid talking to his lawyers, asking them, Hey, so I pay you three fifty an hour, right? Hey, what do you two do? <laughs> and I don't know how to under how to properly tell the audience listening to this. This is like 35 minutes in, by the way. 35. Yeah. Like, this we is... have 
almost two more hours of this. This is the part when I texted these two going, I'm 30-something minutes into Nitro. Holy shit. I warned you, motherfuckers. God, I was like, Did I not how many you? fucking segments are there? There's plenty. As then we see Goldberg getting ready for his match. So let's go to our next match. As it's going to be uh, Rey Mysterio Jr. and Conan versus Harlem Heat. It's your mayhem match of the week. Hey, guys. Uh, Booker T has uh, trunks on now. Yeah, I mean, where did this... They look fucking terrible. Where did just... I don't know. You, you, it's just like two weeks ago, Steve Ray finally got tights that match your ass. Right. And now you're like, yeah, I'm going to go trunks. I'm going to go uh, like the so They're like shiny leather. Wasted. Fu- like, what is... Like, May Young wears this you know shit. What I, what you know what I wearing? think it is? I don't think his actual trunks came in yet. No. And what he was wearing was the top part. Just of cut the, off the legs. Well, no, because there's two different pieces to most of those two pieces. And he's just wearing the top part that goes over the other part. Gotcha. Um, Eddie, oh, God. Eddie Kidman, and Tori come out and join commentary. Oof. More people have joined commentary tonight than they're in, the, in the history of Nitro. All, all I can think of, I was like, what is Tori not wearing under whatever what she's wearing? Hey, uh, all I can think about. Kidman and Tony, hey, it looks like you're pitching a tent. <laughs> uh, yes. Can you tell Russo's in charge now? Then we see the first family watching this match. That makes Tony a hero in my book. <laughs> yeah. Eddie and Kidman are, uh, fight with Book T on the outside. Conan trips Stevie Ray, who has Ray on his shoulders, and the double pin. Pin him. Reminds me of that pickup line. Tori, it's nice to meet you. Can I buy you a house? <laughs> um, by the way, this match was for the WCW Tag Team Championship. And you just knew! Oh, yeah. That old Vinny Rue! Oh, yeah. Could not resist. Couldn't resist, bitches. Uh, then we see uh, go backstage with Kimberly walking, and she finds David and tells David, you know, the man is away for the, night, uh, for the week. And I'm lonely, so she gives him his hotel. It's actually funny enough, where is DDP? Why is he not there? Taping. Ready to rumble. Oh, Mm. because it's been like weeks he's been gone. Doing, yeah. They had him and Canyon and Bam Bam and, yeah. The bigger stars would come in certain days, but but those ones were due. Mm. I gotcha. I was like, yeah, where the fuck has he been? Uh, we go backstage with Tanae and the Filthy Animals are celebrating their new win for the tag titles. Uh, oh, they, hold on, hold on. Did you catch something weird? That the uh, two Nitro Girl girls yeah. were hanging out like, with them? Like, why are they just with the Filthy Animals? Like, yeah, what? we won! You don't notice uh, Chiquita, but you see Stacy like, next to Conan or Kidman. Uh, like, Stacy knows what's up. She yeah. rode the room. She's like, hmm. The other hot blonde is still harder than you. Yeah, the They're first family wrong. shows up and challenges them to their match at uh, Halloween Havoc. Uh, in the back, you can hear Ming's music hitting, but then the first family shows up, and then they have to cut Ming's music. That's a t- ballsy move. <laughs> yeah. Ballsy. So then Ming's music hits again as our next match is Ming versus Humorous with <laughs> Jimmy Hart. Uh, they f- they fight for a bit. The outsiders are shown, and they walk down the uh, down the seats to the front row. Uh, Nash is in the crowd uh, for Nitro, but he's on commentary on Thunder. Yep, makes sense here, guys. Uh, Charlie could be on commentary for Thunder <laughs> if she was there. 
Uh, Morris hits two elbow drops. Uh, Ming gets up and puts the tongue in death grip for the win. It looks like Ming was supposed to do that after the first elbow drop. It's off the rails, guys. It's we're, all right. We're I, off the rails. It is. It's. I. <laughs> I I'm just flashing back to my proudest moment in no cell history, the great Muda and Ming's abortion clinic. <laughs> The mist is the anesthetic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we go back. We see backstage that we see Sid and the lawyers headed to the ring, and we have Goldberg headed to the ring. We're on a war path right here, guys. Let's go to the ring with Sid as he's going to cut a promo. Sid says the match at Halloween Havoc won't take place because Goldberg speared him last week. Uh, we see Sid. Uh, Sid says he's a man of his word and spears the attorney and the attorney head hits at the first angle it looks like he hit the turnbuckle. I was like oh my god he killed him he killed him holy shit but when they show the replay he hits his head on the bottom rope who had the idea to have that dude who weighs 97 pounds take a fucking spear from Goldberg bro it'll look awesome Jesus Christ Uh, Goldberg's trunks looks a little different today Obaki Obaki on his trunks why? That's the name of the gym he owns. Fantastic. Could tuck the fucking string in, though? Uh-huh. Dipshit. Well, you know, he's a big fan of Chris Dickinson. Uh, Sid powerbombs Goldberg and stuffs the contract down his throat. Sid says that Halloran Havoc, Sid will kick Goldberg's ass. Two so, seconds ago. Right? So the match is on? And I don't. Sid's an idiot. He just spent a lot of money on those lawyers for nothing. What the fuck, dude? I'm so confused. Uh, we see uh, the outsiders laughing at Goldberg. Hall then throws his toothpick at Goldberg. Goldberg shoves Hall and then takes a punch at Nash. Security has to break him apart. Doug Dillinger tosses the outsiders. Well, at least Russo's smart enough to realize Goldberg versus the outsiders is a feud people want to see because there's legitimate heat there. There's that. So let's do it. Let's just do it. We cut backstage with the outsiders as Hall is saying that Goldberg started it. Nash is saying that he ha- he has a cold and he has coughs and he needs the co- uh, syrup the syrup that he left behind. Uh, they stop by. They're walking past a forklift and Nash like, "This is my rental car. <laughs> this is what I got here." Yeah. What the fuck? We go to Nay with Bret Hart. Bret uh, says he uh, he'll take a title shot, however he can get one. Bret says he will win the title tonight. Uh, Tanesa asks, hey, if you win the title, what about the future? What about Halloween Havoc? And Brett goes, well, if I win, I'll face uh, Hogan. Fuck you, Sting. Uh, then, speaking of Sting, Sting shows up oh. and attacks Brett. We also didn't point out at the beginning of the night, uh, Sting has a new haircut. Oh, it's it terrible. Is. Yeah, Fuck it's, it's like... John Cena in 2018 bad. It's, it's fucking terrible. Garbage. The half, got, it's the a Karen do. It's the Karen. Oh, it's, it's a like, half a ball. What are you doing? And it's all layered. It's so it's, bad. I was like, that instantly makes him look half like, as cool. Sting, you're not on drugs anymore. What the fuck is this? That's a church boy cut. Jesus Christ. That, Can you take me? That's quite the elimination right that, there. That, <laughs> that is the hairstyle when, when I grew my hair out. That I, that's was the, it? No, no, no. Don't worry. The slaughter's like, don't worry. I'll take care of my own elimination. When my hair was that long, like to that short kind of thing, that was like the point when you're growing your hair out that you yeah. want to go, I need to cut it yeah. now. Yeah, no, I remember. Like, you got to either ponytail that, that shit yeah. or shave it, dog. Yeah. You can't wait. That, at that point, when it was that length, I'm like, I hate this so much. That's why like, I man bunned it 
every day because I'm like, I can, if I, if you left me alone in the, in like, well, if I had like one of those days, I'm like, fucking hate this. I'm just going to cut it. I'm going to fucking do it. I remember working with him at the shoot and every day I'd be like, just bite your tongue, man. Take your time. It'll, it'll pass. I promise you. (laughs) Uh, We go backstage and we still see Hall and Nash arguing with security. Nash says that his medicine is back and he needs it. Then we see Goldberg looking for Sid. Then our next match, guys. Berlin versus Rick Steiner. It's on hour one, by the way. Um, I believe we just ended. Just ended hour one. Uh, <laughs> Steiner squashes Berlin. So then, this isn't the twenty-four hour marathon show. Not yet. Uh, Steiner squashes Berlin. Brad Armstrong gets into the ring and waits for Berlin. The bodyguard tries to hit Armstrong with a chair, but hits Steiner instead. Berlin covers Steiner for the win. Armstrong checks on Steiner. Steiner no-sells that chair shot, so gets up and chokes Armstrong and beats Armstrong all the way up to the back. Berlin beat Rick Steiner. Bro. 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 Backstage, Hall and Nash are trying to get back into the uh, arena. Can't push them old guys forever, bro. Nash pulls out new medicine and says that uh, they're going to go look for Goldberg as a... He's on that scissor. As uh, Hall's like, Goldberg. <laughs> Goldberg. Crowd, like, audibly laughed, by the way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're punking out like your third biggest star on the fucking show, by the way. Goldberg. All right. We go off-site, guys. And we see Kimberly. Yeah, we do. Uh, enter a room yeah, and we do. she hears somebody in the shower and saying, telling that somebody to uh, get ready because they're going to have a lot of fun tonight. And um, it's one of those we're things, you know, it's one of those things of uh, she, just, she just had one of those long trench coats on. And then she took it off mm. and then she had to bend over in front of the camera. And it's at that moment. Again, for probably the 537th time of my life, I thought, what did DDP do to deserve that? Yoga, apparently. So she thinks it's going to be one David Flair. And then the door. She's going to drug him. Drug him. She's got the door. She got the pill shaking on the knee here. The door open. They hear, woo, the boy can't make it. I'm here. It's Space Mountain, good. Woo, as Ric Flair jumps out and jumps onto the bed. He's ready to rock. He couldn't, David couldn't make it, so daddy's here. I love that. The boy couldn't make it. Woo, but Space Mountain, good. Also, Kimberly. Yes. God. Roll tight. Oh, my God. Oh, I just, I'm just saying, it's good thing she's already in the Nitro Girl because she won. Yeah. (laughs) Because. Fuck. Holy the, shit. I'm not usually a proponent of plastic surgery. They done got it right. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things. Damn. Ooh. When we talk, you know, about Tori. I was like, how is she allowed to be on camera right now? This <laughs> right. is like, where standards and practices? Yeah. What the hell is happening? Well, they're not used to this type of WCW. They're sleeping on the job. Ooh. Holy guacamole. I... <laughs> I was a fan. Uh, yeah, I, I I wanted to pause for a I minute. I wanted to be Ric Flair. Yeah, I wanted to pause for a minute. Uh, let's go backstage and we see Goldberg looking for Sid. He runs into the ICP. Yeah, right. And then beats the hell out of them. I Bring. just wrote on my notes. I was like, "Yep, checks out. Yep, they're there. We're there not gonna is. use them, but they're there. 
Why not? God damn. Uh, Larry, we go to Larry Z in the backstage with told Package and Elizabeth. Package is nervous about facing Goldberg. Uh, okay, so here, go ahead and finish the night. Yet. He says he's wrestled everybody in the in this sport. Um, this was a little historic, though. This is a first time match. They've never wrestled, but I it. I would be more hyped if the total package, who's supposed to be a self-egotistic son of a bitch, uh, yeah, I can take him. Uh, yep. But see, and he's scared a little. Was he actively on drugs? Is what I wrote. I don't know about that. I loved it because to me, it brought back memories of late '95, early '96 Luger. The whole talk boisterous, but really, I don't want to deal with it. Remember getting out of the Chicago street fight? Oh yeah, yeah, that's, yes. that's what it reminded me of. I was like, I, oh yeah, the total package is acting like that old Luger, where it's like. Oh, yeah, no, I'm great. Uh, I don't really want to do it, but yeah, I can do it. Yeah, whatever. It's, uh, it, yeah. it just felt like... More pansy. And the answer to you is yes. All of the drugs, and I had no idea what his lines were. That, too. Uh, also, um... Oh, my God. But actually, what you just said there, that's something we need to take into account. Um, as you can tell, there have been a fucking shitload of pre-tapes and backstage interviews, which weren't that wasn't the case before Nitro. They didn't do that. These guys are learning literally on night one. They didn't have scripts before oh, Russo in WCW. Like, these guys had to start learning what he wanted them to say. Like, live. Well, like, here. Like, we've had, what, two or three Larry Z packages in the back. We've had a couple of Tanae. We've had more, we've had more backstage segments than we, in how many, in five years combined? You know what I mean? Like, jokingly, but still. They don't do backstage we, segments. They don't do backstage segments. Do mean on, Gene in the ring. Yeah, Mean Gene in the ring. But no, it's pat, backstage segment. We have Limo showing up. We have lawyers. We have just cutting them talking to lawyers. It feels like Vince McMahon talking to the Stooges. That's what we're getting with Sid tonight. It just um, then we see. Then we go. We cut backstage. And we have the side by side of both women getting ready for their evening gown match. It's like. WCW doesn't do that. WCW doesn't cut back to see the two people main event wise. Yes, like or we see like you know a couple weeks ago we see Goldberg, Goldberg walking out or uh, Ric Flair and Bret Hart when they're tag teaming them walking out. But we're not getting side by side like normally. Now we are. Let's go to uh, probably Mr. Rubles match of the night: David Flair versus Kidman. All you need to say about this match show is that Kidman beats the fucking shit out of him for real. This match goes a lot longer than it should have. I uh, there were some stiff shots. Like Kidman, dog. Like you already got the girl. Like <laughs> I don't like David Flair, but Jesus in Christ. every conceivable way, you have won, and you beat the brakes <laughs> off of him. Like for real, for real. Uh, he hits David with his uh, leg, like. On the shooting hard. star press, yeah, oh hard. And like, like early in the match, we did the uh, the springboard leg drop. He landed on his face. Yeah, he wasn't pro- like honestly like he was really unprofessional. If you want to be honest about it, yeah. it was a real dick move. Like this dude has been legitimately wrestling for four months, and like I don't want to. <laughs> I mean, you you took advantage of him. I don't want to but, say anything. That would insinuate because I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. But it reminded me of when the new boyfriend 
finally sees the old boyfriend and takes care of some things yeah. that maybe the old boyfriend may have done. Yeah. That's what it reminded me of. I'm like, fine with that if that's the case. <laughs> yeah. That's the first thing I thought because I'm like, God damn, this is stiff. It's what the fuck's happening here? Like, because like, that is not Kidman's work style. I'm no. Just like, who the, like, what the fuck, man? Brutal. But the Whew. highlight of this match, though, was Tori Wilson getting uh, taken on the, off her, uh, getting on the apron. Ooh, what happened after that? Because uh, I fainted. It, it's irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> that night's over. Doesn't matter what happened. Well, Kidman won. I like how 06 hasn't been played at all. Like, nope. <laughs> Every <laughs> other one has been done. <laughs> now nah, we good, fam. That one's like, fuck you. <laughs> 2002, too. Um, <laughs> Uh, then the filthy animals come out and attack David. Yeah. As if the first one wasn't enough. Dad steals the girl, the, 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 uh, slut of the night. And then you get beat up by the new boyfriend and then get beat up by his friends. Tough night, David. Tough night. By the way, can I just take a minute to tie a nice little bit of continuity with current day? Why should anybody have been shocked or confused when last week Ric Flair chose a piece of tail over his daughter? Yep. When 21 years ago on TV, he left his son to, to rot in a vicious beatdown while he went chasing tail at a hotel room. Like, it'd be like <laughs> if Ric Flair was like, he walks David in first, like, hey, lads, this is my son David, he's going to be... Uh, Part of the main event going forward. It was like, all right, cool. I was like, I would go leave for a while. And leaves David by himself in the locker room. Like, yep. What do you think going to happen? That is sharks in a waterfall of, like, what are you doing? And why should anybody ever be surprised Ric Flair chose tail? I mean, question. Kim or David, you're picking Kimberly. <laughs> yes. Her time. <laughs> yep. Um, we go backstage and we see uh, Hall and Nash looking for Goldberg. They run into Mean Gene asking if he knows where he is at. Offer him some scissor. Yep. Then Rick Flair. Oh, we'll put it out first. Scott Hall wearing my man J Dub oh. jersey. Yeah, I was saying had the Kings jersey on. Double nickel from Jason Williams, white chocolate himself. That's how over he fucking was. That I time. thought about you when I saw. I'm like, oh, that's look, how over he fucking was. Yeah. Yeah. Then uh, Rick Flair's done chasing tails. He's showing up to the arena now. And he looks like he would just. He threw that shit up quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the night, babe. I got stuff to do. Well, let's go to the evening gown match between Moda and Medusa. Medusa doesn't even come out wearing an evening gown. We have a real match for a little bit. Then we get a ref bump. Well, she did not want to do this. Medusa gets a chair and hits Mona with it. Medusa goes over and now table and throws the paperwork. Mona rips Medusa's uh, Tommy Hilfiger top and bottom off and walks away. Uh, Medusa just walks off. The crowd boos. Medusa gets the mic and tells the crowd that they can kiss her ass. And, like, so Medusa, not a fan of this. And Mona was, like, so new and, like, not having Savage after. She was like, I guess I'll go along with it and smile. But, like, dude, this. Like, I mean, Medusa is just not this kind of wrestler. It's just not what she does. And Mona is fucking way too good for this. Well, Savage would save her. Right. Later. But it just, my God, man. And uh, that, that story blew my mind when I heard it, too. That even though he, he was persona non grata at WF, he still called and got her a job. That's pretty fucking cool. 
we see uh, Sting and Bret Hart getting ready for their match. Um, we see Bret walking in the ring, but you can, if you notice, Ric Flair's in the back. <laughs> yep. So, speaking of that, let's go to our next match, the WCW Heavyweight Championship. No buffer entrance. Bret- real fucking early. <laughs> we don't got time for buffer on a fucking Vince Russo show. Uh, Bret comes around the stage and so down the ramp. Uh, that was back- weird. Yep. Uh, back and forth match. Uh, uh, when we got to this match, I thought it was the main event. I clicked on to see how much time we had left, and there was still about an hour left of this show. That is how long this I'm like five hour nitro. Jesus, uh, crowd is split between both wrestlers. Uh, we got a nitro special here. Uh, Brett puts Sting in the uh, sharpshooter, but Sting is able to get to the ropes. Brett attacks Sting's back and left leg. Sting tries to do a suplex, but Brett falls on him because he can't hold him up. Sting goes for the huge splash, but Brett puts his knees up. Elizabeth comes down to the ring. Told package comes down with a bat. Elizabeth gets on the apron, distracts the ref. The package hits, uh, gets to the ring, and uh, Brett attacks him. Luger then hits Brett in the shin or knee with the bat. Uh, Sting puts Brett in the scorpion deathlock, and Brett instantly taps out. Brett is shown in, in a lot of pain. What do you guys think of this nitro match? I expected more out of the two, i got to be honest. I feel like they could have a better match. I... At first I did, but then I remembered who's in charge of this product, and I'm actually shocked it went as long as it did. Yeah. I didn't hate it. I no, thought I they did an okay it, job. I did like Brett immediately tapping after that baseball shot to the ankle, something that needs to happen a lot more nowadays. I hate when they sit in a hold for like five minutes and then get the ropes. Like, no, that's, fuck you. I, if Bret Hart don't have to do it, you don't either. The, the, the most the most telling thing to me is that they went out of their way to position these two as important world title caliber guys and not the dude who's mm-hmm. getting a title shot at the pay-per-view. Uh, it also stood out to me that, so it's funny, uh, some things never change. This is a dream match. It's just it's in the literally the middle of Nitro. It's not even the main event of Nitro. It's just the middle of Nitro. No, Brett the Hitman Hart against fucking Sting was a dream match. Not Brett the Hitman Hart against Karen. <laughs> Karen I, with uh, Karen going through her goth mom phase. <laughs> yeah, I I wanted more. I mean, I all the reasons Corey said are correct. I just I wanted more out of it. Yeah. Well, speaking of more, let's go backstage with Ric Flair yelling at David. Rick, Rick, why are you out here? Why aren't you not in the locker room? Uh, David, I got beat up by Kidman. You let Kidman beat you up? You let Billy Kidman beat you up? Where's Tori? Uh, Kidman and the filthy animal beat me up. What? You let Billy Kidman and the animals beat you up? What? And this flare loses it. I love it. He's going chasing Poon, but God damn it, you let them beat you up. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, we see Hall and Nash walking back, walking backstage. We come back from commercial, and Hall and Nash are putting on Volano four and five's so, mask on. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> this is one of my all-time favorite little bits in Monday Night War history. As they put the masks on, and he turns to Hall and he says, "Hey, you used to speak Spanish. Ask him where Goldberg is, uh, Senor." 
We're looking for Senior Goldberg. <laughs> oh. To this day, I laugh my ass off. Hey, you used to speak Spanish. <laughs> oh my god, dude! That was great. Um, so Buff Bagwell's music hits, and but then but they show the replay of what happened on Thunder. Why we're getting this match of Buff attacking La Parka. So Buff music hits again. Buff looks like his mom just told yep. him she won't shave his coin Immediate purse. Immediate pal Buff, face. I was like, that's weird. Buff comes out. He's not happy. He doesn't pose. Buff doesn't want to be there. Buff's not selling any of the moves. Buff mocks himself. That's funny. I don't want him there either. And does his own uh, and tells LaParka to come, like, come, come kick over. me. Come kick me. LaParka kicks Buff, and Buff wins. Before no. we move on. No. No. I mean, not Buff. LaParka no. wins. I apologize. Before we move on, what is going on? Well, Buff tells you to get some ice. Did I do a good job for you, Vince? Uh, Vince Russo, more than anything else, loves a work shoot. Mm-hmm. He wants everybody to think, oh, that wasn't supposed to happen. Oh, he's fighting with him. He's going to shoot. That's what he gets off on. So, now he's going to do that with Buff. Oh, fantastic. So... Then we see the locker room celebrating the Buff loss. <laughs> All the Mexicans very happy that Buff Backwell lost. Uh, Buff gets the mic. Hey, Russo, is that good for you? Buff lays down the ring. And so, you know Buff goes, if there's anybody else that wants to have a match with me, come on out. Buff lays down the ground. And then Jeff Jarrett comes out of nowhere and hits Buff with a guitar. Um, Jarrett's... To a, to a loud pop. He does. Jarrett says that... Uh, uh, he has buff stroke and it's right here and grabs his crotch. So, was it just said he said he also said I'm the chosen one, the cho- 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 chosen one has a. Uh, but Jeff Jarrett was on WWE's pay per view yesterday. No mercy. Interesting MVP, Joe. So going to my moment of the night. Wait, what? I'm going to Jim Ross. We'll backtrack a little bit. Oh, Jim oh, Ross okay. is the moment of the night. Yep. Because he, uh, he let personal friendships get in the way of just sound business. See, Jim Ross really is best friends, the gold rattlesnake stone cold Steve Austin. Yep. Who what? did not like Jeff Jarrett. Nope. For um, three big reasons. Two really big reasons. Yeah. Uh, one, um, his daddy. He was holding those bad paydays in Memphis against him. Mm-hmm. Number two. And three. <laughs> well, hold on. Yeah, uh, Deborah. <laughs> uh, number three, he did take offense to Jeff Jarrett doing the whole Austin 316 is blasphemous in his, one, his first uh, promo back in 97 because you don't fuck with Stone Cold's merch money. Um, that's why he refused to work with him. He refused to elevate him. And it peppered uh, JR's job as the head of VP of talent. Uh, Jim Ross will tell you that it was just an oversight that he completely forgot and didn't know that the Intercontinental Champions contract was coming up. Does anybody here believe that? No. No. Okay. So he let it lapse. Didn't bother to stop. On purpose, undoubtedly. However, the left hand didn't talk to the right hand. Or to the dick. Either way, they should have got the belt off of him before the contract left. Yeah. 
But JR doubled down in his uh, negligence and didn't bother to even do that. So he had an issue come uh, game time, come No Mercy Showtime, where the night before Jeff Jarrett told him, hey, you know, I'm no longer under contract. I don't have to show up tomorrow. And there's fuck all you can do about it. Uh, I'll be more than happy to show up, though, and I'll put, I'll put her over. I will give her the Intercontinental title. But I want the... It's been talked about between three hundred dollars and $400,000 that he felt he was going to be owed in back uh, pay-per-view royalty, merch royalty, all the stuff. It was money that he was supposed to get. Mm-hmm. It differs from how much it was supposed to be. But that's what he wanted. He wanted that money because he knew with the circumstances of him leaving, he was never going to see that money should he not collect it that day. So that put JR in quite a bind because he had to go tell Vince all this shit. Vince didn't know anything about it. Vince was pissed. And Jeff was steadfast. He didn't care. He was like, you know what? Uh, he, he, he kept his shit in the car. He showed up early that day to talk to Vince. Told him straight up, here's what I want or else I'm leaving. I don't need to do the show. I'm not under contract. Fuck you. I want my money or I don't go out there. And Vince uh, talked about it with him, but he finally did get the money. So Jeff Jarrett sitting there at this point, he hasn't got his clothes on. He's still just sitting there. He's talking to his wife, though, on the cell phone. As soon as his wife uh, clarifies, yes, the money has been put in the bank account, Jeff Jarrett goes out to his car, gets dressed, comes back in with the belt, go and does the match with China, true professional, 100% of the way, does everything he's supposed to do. Goes back through the curtain, walks straight out to the car, crap all over him, gets in the car and drives off. He's gone. So that's the story behind the match with China at No Mercy. And then it's, I will say it's almost the whole story. Yeah. More of that will play out in a couple more days. Yes. Where the rest of that money comes from. A couple more days. We will discuss that later in the week. Another cliffhanger for the midweek war stories. And that was my, also my what the fuck. Yeah, like how um, the fuck. Uh, also, how the fuck does JR keep his job after that big of a fuck up? Hey. They had spent three months building China up to beat him that night. And what would have happened if it, Vince had been like, I'm Vince not had, paying you the money? Yeah. What do they do then? Uh, they're up shit creek because he could just fucking leave. So, like. He's a promoter's kid, uh-huh. so he knows how to play the game. But I feel like I also think we've learned that over the years. He's not going to do a Medusa and walk on a nitro with a belt. He's no. probably going to give him the belt back. He would, but like, but, what do they do creatively? That but not night? that night. He wouldn't have given it to him that night. I, mean, I guarantee you that. But he would have given it to him. He would have given it to him. But. He would not have gone on TV with it. Yeah, he's not that stupid. Other people would have. He's not. It's a lawsuit. Yep. Uh, Joe, you've been awfully quiet though. What do you feel about all this? I'm just letting you go. I need. I want to know the details. Um, I'm. I knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. I didn't know when, and it honestly surprised me to see him show up next day. Yep. And it's just it's one of those like one of those crazy things to be like, hey, look what we have now for WCW. Like, hey. Who else can come over? Well, what do you think of how business went down? Yeah, sketchy shit. You know, oh, I forgot. Slobber knocker. Like, how do you forget? I can see forgetting that Prince Albert's contract is coming up. 
but the current intercontinental no, champion. Yeah. I, I have two questions for you guys before we move on. Slobber knockers. Number one. What was more shocking, maybe in real time, if you didn't know, like, behind-the-scenes stuff? Rick Rude being on both shows on one night, or Jeff Jarrett walking on the Nitro the night after a pay-per-view? More surprising? Yeah. Jeff Jarrett. Because Raw was taped at that point, so. Jarrett. Jarrett, because literally this happened at the very last moment it could have happened where it would have not gotten out so quick. Internet was was around by 99 and was running around, but it wasn't what it would be even just like two or three years later. And I just thought about this before you answered, Joe. The same shit happened with Luger fucking four years ago. Yeah. He walked from a pay-per-view onto fucking Nitro the first night. Yeah. Just, well. it's, it's Jarrett because of what you're saying. Rick Rude taped. Yeah. And then this is live next night. So second question. And word hadn't gotten out to everybody that he had mm-hmm. gone. Some people knew from the internet, but not everybody. So second question. This is a tricky question because I know how we all feel. Do you think they should have resigned him? I would have. Uh, he was never going to be a main event guy, but if you could resign him at roughly where he is now, money wise, why wouldn't you? What would you do with him creatively, though? Because he's not going to like pass this level, and he already lost to China. So what are you going to do with that character? Nothing. You're going to do nothing with him. The problem, but they don't need to. I, I'm thinking of how they think now too. Like, yeah. They're signing people now just so other people so can't get him. He can't go to Nitro. And for that reason alone, I would have signed him. Like he is a talent. He's yeah. He's never going to be your main event dude. He's not going to be your world champ. He's not going to get pushed. But he's a piece of talent that they don't need. Yeah. Uh, so I would have let personal feelings aside and done what I could to sign him. Now he wanted more money because you know he's not dumb. He's not dumb. And uh, so he wasn't going to work anyway, probably. But hey, I think. I think, honestly, in 2021, I think the business needs a lot more Jeff Jarrett's. People who are shrewd, tactical, know their own worth, and do what they have to do to go about getting it. Instead of just being like, well, that's a lot of money. I can't say no to that. I'll just be catering for three years. We need more Jeff Jarrett's. We need more John Moxley's. Mm-hmm. Who better themselves. Yeah. Yeah, so that's Jeff Jarrett. He's Jeff welcome Jarrett, to the Jeff Jarrett, no, and he's got your stroke it. right here. Yep. <laughs> the only thing I'm sad about. Yeah, I know. We're not gonna get the theme music. Chosen one. I love that Kid Rock lame ripoff. It fit perfectly. I. Uh, God, Buff annoyed the absolute piss out of me in the segment. Plus, oh I my mean, yeah, fucking plus, God, dude. Even if I hadn't been high on Jeff Jarrett, <laughs> oh. he debuts. Beating the shit out of Buff Bagwell. I'm automatically a fan. Nope. <laughs> uh, we go backstage and we see uh, Doug Dillinger and security run into Hall Nash. Uh, I think Nash and I puked on one he of did. them. Okay. Look what you did. He did. Police brutality. Let's go to our next match. We're not done with Nitro yet. Nope. No. <laughs> we got like another hour. Dude. God. Yeah. Next match is a triple threat elimination match between Chava Guerrero Jr., Eddie Guerrero, and Saturn. Okay. Uh, Shane Douglas joins commentary because Saginaw. Cool. Um, the match has to. The, they're all three just standing there waiting for the match to start, and it sounds like they're just waiting for commentary. Douglas looks like he just had surgery. He did. Uh, Saturn looks like he doesn't want to be there. Doesn't. He doesn't. Uh, Saturn hits a sprinkler moonsault on Eddie's leg. 
Douglas. I mean, he's half out of the thinks, ring, but whatever. Doug, Douglas <laughs> thinks. Uh, Shane Douglas thinks that Eddie and Chavo are brothers. Um, this is, you know, sagging off. Uh, this is a triple threat elimination match. However, they break up pins during this elimination match. Uh, Eddie tosses Chavo to the outside. Chavo hits his back on the apron. Tough spot. Uh, this was Sean a Nitro special. Chavo goes for a superplex on Eddie on Eddie's uh, shoulder, but uh, no. oh, uh, superplex on Eddie. But Chavo uh, Saturn puts Chavo on his shoulders, and then it becomes a car crash. Then. Well, no, no, because they, they were supposed to do the super, super, superplex. Oh, what Edge and Christian, nasty. what Edge and Christian does to people. However, car crash as, uh, as well, um, bringing back memories for Eddie. Well, so you just said it. So Edge and Christian did it, not Saturn and Chavo. So yeah, would be but the difference but, in the uh, two. Eddie there. just yeah. fall. Eddie, but uh, <laughs> Eddie just falls on like on on top of both of them. Oh, uh, the filthy, the filthy animals then come out and begin to argue, Douglas. Kidman uh, grabs a chair and uh, Saturn Fly does a tope suicido into it. Filthy animals surround Douglas at the announce table. Chavo hits a springboard suplex off the second rope to Saturn. And Eddie hits a frog splash to Saturn to eliminate Saturn. And then Chavo hits a spinning DDT on Eddie for the win. The filthy animals attack Chavo. Eddie's down, looks like he's grabbing his arm. So, he's hurt. First of all, I... It's no fucking wonder Eddie wants out. Like, are you kidding me? That's number one. Number two, Bobby, especially, and Tony, were not about the shit at the table all night. Nope. They were fucking not about that even a little bit. They don't like it. Bobby was super pissed. Uh, we see earlier tonight with uh, Sid powerbombing Goldberg. Um, Tony is talking about how... Uh, uh, Tony's talking about it, but he sounds like he's super far away, like Corey. Uh, Goldberg, uh, uh, Goldberg's getting into it. The Outsiders, we see, uh, backstage is Goldberg, by the way, has a match tonight, so he's starting to work out with the, and told package is working out as well. So let's go to our first, our next match, the 11th match of the night. Horace versus Norman Smiley in a hardcore match. Uh, first hardcore match since the Junkyard Invitational at the Bash at the Beach. Um... Uh, Horace hits Smiley with a trash can and Smiley starts to cry into pain. Well, I mean, like, in all fairness to the company, uh, one dude almost lost a leg. So, yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, Horace hits him with a chair. Smiley throws Horace into the steps. Smiley's going to do the big wiggle on the steps, but Horace low blows him. Horace hits Smiley with the still steps. I love this, the fact that Smiley is crying and yelling every time he gets hit because they're like this looks like this is a ma- this isn't a match for him uh horse gets a table and spears himself through it because smiley moves smiley covers for the win uh boring chant but the fans were liking the fact that every time smiley would cry they liked that part good god good god lemon uh well then we go to we see rick flair storming to the ring and then rick flair promo Mean Gene moment of the night so far is the Nitro Girl segment. Yep. That's it for him tonight. Shank of the evening. Shank of the evening was. <laughs> was Buff Bagwell and the Nitro Girls. He's probably decided that, uh, it's been decided that maybe he's too old for, to be on TV too. Uh, Rick Flair sucks up to Philly by, uh, by talking about the hockey team. Uh, Flair says he got dumb banging Kimberly and he comes <laughs> out to find out that the filthy animals attacked David. That pisses him off. 
Fleur says that David can make it on his own. Fleur then calls out the filthy animals. Filthy animals come out and attack Fleur. David tries to make the save, but is outnumbered. Kidman puts on Flutter's jacket. They rob him of his money and jewelry. <laughs> Eddie's over there taking rings and Rolexes. Eddie takes one of his socks. And does that, like sock puppet. And does sock puppet, like Mr. Socko <laughs> with it. What is happening? Why are there gangs? When did the filthy animals yeah. turn heel and become like street <laughs> thugs? Was. Yeah. What are we doing? And why is Kidman with them? He's not from East LA. The fuck is this from Brentwood? What is this shit? Uh, we go backstage with the toll package telling Elizabeth it's time to go, and he uh, enters his locker room, and we see that Miss El- uh, that we find out that Elizabeth is laid out, and there's a guitar next to her. Continue to heal him to see it. If she squats, he's going to kick his kick her ass. Let's finally. It was a shoot, brother. Ken, let's finally get to the main event. But oh, by the way, guys, we're an hour, almost an hour into the show. Normally, it's like forty-five minutes for a uh, each show. Uh, night one, guys. Uh, Goldberg gets his full entrance as it's Goldberg versus the Toll Package. Goldberg walks up the aisle and they uh, and they brawl. Goldberg goes for the spear, but told the package sidesteps. Goldberg goes to the turnbuckle. Luger has his way with Goldberg until Goldberg wakes up and goes no sells everything that just happened. We get a ref bump. Hall and Nash are on the stage. Nash falls on the stage. Sting runs down and hits Goldberg with the bat. Brett runs down and begins to brawl Sting. Uh, Brett ba- breaks the bat over the post. God <laughs> got Sting ducked. Brett put Jesus. Sting in the sharpshooter. Thought the ref was going to call for the bell on that one. Package then puts Hart in the to- uh, to- uh, torture rack. Goldberg spears and jackhammers package for the win. That is Nitro. So night one of the Vince Russo can I, era. Can I just ask you guys a question? Yes. I warned you fuckers in January that these Russo written Nitros. We're going to be like 18 of Joe's heat reviews in one damn fell swoop. And he didn't disappoint. Night one, you two look spent. I, I will answer like this. I can't wait for February. <laughs> I, <laughs> one I, night in and you're like, I'm done. I, ha- I have to say. <laughs> I will have more on this later. I was, <laughs> I was spent. 40 minutes and like the first hour in, and then like I said earlier when we got to the main event of Sting and Brett I'm like okay this should be it right this is the main event this we're good an hour is left so I will say this for now uh it was Vince Russo car crash TV like you warned us but it was also boring car crash TV it wasn't exciting it wasn't shocking it wasn't thrilling it was just boring Boring television. Now, I'm not going to say that's going to change because that depends on each person and what they like. But I will say this is also week one of him getting to know some of these people and their storylines and their characters. And like, I guess I'm giving him a, a little bit of a benefit. He's only been there a couple weeks, but I who knows? Because, how, who knows how it's going to go from here? Wasn't Vince Russo supposed to start next week? Yes. He was supposed to be start the night after. I don't know that it would have changed a whole lot, to be honest. Oh, wait till you watch Havoc. 
I'm suddenly not looking forward to it as much as so I was Monday before Nitro I watched Nitro. Part two. Part two. So let's go to Nitro Part two as we're going to Monday Night Raw and the Ohio State University. Oh God. Were you read? I, I have nothing for this fucking place. <laughs> Fuck Urban Meyer. D- Fuck the Jaguars. Fuck them all. We're going to recap from Last Thunder. Triple H faking his sink attack to attack Stone Cold. Uh, Triple H saying uh, he has made Austin the maddest he's ever been. And, uh, this is the promo from last night's heat, hoping you DQ'd. Then uh, Vince telling him that this match will be a uh, the main event for last week's last night's pay-per-view, be a no DQ. Uh, Rock saying that he is the next WWF champion. Uh, then we get photo stills. Corey's favorite. As it's Triple H and the, uh, attacking The Rock with a sledgehammer, uh, the main event, Rock costing him it. Uh, so commentary, like normal, JR and Lawler. We start the show off with a promo from The Rock. Rock comes out, and I, at first I'm like, oh, he has no bandage on, so he's not selling the uh, ribs, And but it's the he has a small Band-Aid on, so he's, the T-shirt is covering the, uh, yeah, a small Band-Aid. Even commentary is questioning the uh, injuries of the sledgehammer. It's like, shouldn't he have bandages on? He does. Stuart was blocking it. Uh, Rock says at Survivor Series he'll be taking on Triple H. Rock was supposed to hit Triple H with the sledgehammer, not Stone Cold. Uh, Rock says, once again, he's going to shine that uh, um, sledgehammer real up real nice, and he's going to turn that sunbitch sideways for Triple H. I don't think it'll fit. Crowd pops every time he does it. Every time. And they're getting louder now. Pavlovian. I, they just... I thought about this as I was watching this. I was like, they fucking hang on every single thing he says. Yep. It does not matter that it's the same thing every week. They are happy to sing it with him. Yep. It is maybe the craziest thing I've ever seen. Because, like, you know what the punchlines are, and it does not matter. I've seen it before. It is insane to me. As a pop culture freak, I've seen it before. It's, uh, uh, you know what it is? Honestly, The Rock, it's Elvis. But I think, like, like music and movie lines to me are always different than stand-up comedy. Like, yeah. it's weird to, like, say the punchline, like, listen to the same album over and over again. I do, but I'm weird. <laughs> I was, I don't know, Gallagher like, with the smashing watermelon and shit. I mean, that's a, I, that's a weird parallel, but it's probably a good parallel with The Rock. Yeah. Like... It is, because I mean, I went to a show, you know, at around this time, a little like a year later. So like, I was doing the same shit with them, and a year from now, it's just as fucking insane. Funny enough, it was rock maybe even, match main event. maybe even more. <laughs> but like, I think he was arguably more over a year from might have been. It's oh my god, man! It just struck me how incredibly over he is. Um, Rock is about to finish up his promo with the if you smell, but Stone Cold comes out. So Stone Cold says that he doesn't see The Rock and Triple H facing at Survivor Series. If it wasn't for The Rock at No Mercy, Austin should be the champ and Rock should be talking about him. Um, the crowd's 50-50 here. Yep. Uh, in, in close yes, 50-50. Shouldn't be. But they are. And I'm not talking about who your favorite is. I'm talking about, like, if you're going off the storyline, Rock fucked him last night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it shouldn't it's, be 50 50. It's 50 50. It's 50 50. They both men get a stare down. They look like they're both going to fight. They both start taking, you know, Rock takes his jacket off. 
Austin starts to take the uh, jersey off, but Vince McMahon storms down to the ring. Vince says he's heard the point from The Rock, he's heard the point from Austin, but he wants to know the point of the view from uh, one Triple H. Vince wants Triple H to come out and, hey, Triple H, what do you think? Triple H comes down. Um, People, uh, Vince says people thought they would be here to see Austin as champion, but, you know, that didn't happen. Uh, Triple H says Vince uh, to Vince that it doesn't matter who you put in the ring with him. Five guys change the rules before the match or put the almighty Austin in. But you know what? Triple H will win. Rock got involved and uh, his he and he has his ribs busted. Austin got beat last night. Vince asked Triple H who uh, uh, who would he like to face at Survivor Series between the two men. Triple H is like, well, you know what? And the Rock goes, it doesn't matter who you're gonna face. <laughs> What your opinion is. Vince says Triple H is thinking uh, that he should be, uh, who should be facing at uh, Survivor Series. Should be facing them both on the same night, one at a time, maybe at the same time. So, at Survivor Series, guys, it's going to be Triple H will be facing The Rock and Stone Cold in a triple threat. Thoughts? Corey, I did from this. Go ahead, Corey. <laughs> I can't deny the electricity in the crowd with the three of them. And the, a three-way with these three has never been done, and it's a fucking huge main event. I'm just... In 1999, I'm just done with these three or any combination of these three against each other. Uh, undoubtedly, it's it's the smartest match. Well, I don't know if it's the smartest match, but it's the safest match you can book. It's going to get people interested. People are going to buy the tickets. Um, it gives you it gives you another Rock Austin match without doing a Rock Austin match. So that's smart. But I just I can't help but think at this time. They've got guys who are so over and who only need that one tiny little push to go the whole way. I'm talking your big shows, your canes. Hell, even test the way they've been pushing them. Mm-hmm. Any of those three could have gotten a shot at Triple H at Survivor Series and been much the better for it. But we're just going to do those two again. I like Corey and Matt Bertana uh, the way he is. And I, uh, for a lot of the reasons you laid out, uh, especially the crowd reaction, this is a giant main event. This is a WrestleMania main event they're getting at Survivor Series. And Survivor Series at this point was still a big pay-per-view. It still yes. meant a lot. It was still very important. Because, I mean, it set up WrestleMania is what it does. It's where they started. It's not. I know they like to claim Rumble, but it's where they start building towards Mania Survivor Series. It's always been November to um, and Because we, we haven't had a one-on-one Rock Austin match in a while, right? Since Mania? Backlash. Backlash. So it's been, you know, for two big stars, it's been a while. I know we've had a lot of Rock Triple H. I think throwing Austin in the middle of it gives it a a fresh coat of paint. It's still eventually going to wind up at some point in the match be them, but it's it's a, it's enough of a difference for me where I think it's okay. I think I'm also like, man, they just did a triple threat with Austin and Triple H at SummerSlam. Too. Yeah. The, I, I, I'm on the fence with both. Like, it's a little column A, column B. Like, it is a... It's the same old, we're getting rock, Triple H. Oh, we've been doing dealing with Stone Cold Triple H. But you're getting all three. You, they're the three biggest guys right now in WF. 
But I don't know. It's just... I also don't necessarily agree with the, the test, Kane, like, point you were making. Like, now that they're not close to being over, I don't think they are to the point through creative fault, to be fair, um, right. to be made of any Survivor Series. That should, if they were going to do that step, that should have happened at No Mercy and then built to Survivor Series. I don't think they sure. were at the point where you could just jump to Survivor Series made of it. I think, well, you, at this point, you're right, but I think with the four-week build, you could get there. Which one would you pick? Would you pick Test if you had to pick one out of the group? I would have up until a couple weeks ago. But <laughs> they, they did. the way things were going, I'd have maybe saved him for a month later. Hey, guys, on the bright side, though, tonight, Test will be taking on the British Bulldog. Hey, there it is. Yep. That should have been on the pay-per-view. We talked about that. <laughs> but let's go to our first match of the night, guys. X-Pac and Kane, they're back together. Hey, they're back. Versus the Dudley boys. Uh, Bubba, before the mat- match, makes fun of Kane. People making fun of Bubba because of how he talks. But he goes, at least I can talk. My name is Kane. <laughs> and I, I, I. Um... Uh, X-Pac hits a Bronco Buster on Devon. Bubba hits a splash on X-Pac while, after hitting the uh, Bronco Buster, which I thought was cool. Dullies hit their crotch splash from the top rope. Um, then the Headbangers come down to the ringside. Uh, headbangers distract Bubba. X-Pac hits an Inziguri on Bubba, and Bubba stumbles into a chokeslam by Kane. Um, for the win, after the match, Headbangers make fun of Dudley boys, and then both teams begin to brawl until security breaks in the park. Oh, I'm sure glad we're getting a Dudley Boys headbangers feud. It's so last night. I mean, we talked about the greatness that was the Hardys and Edge and Christian. Uh, you have the Dudleys who are fresh tag team for this company, and the headbanger like Kane and X Pac in the the <laughs> the fucking match, and the headbangers. We're, we're doing the headbangers still. Yep. Talk about somebody that does not fit anymore in this division. My God. Um, we go backstage with the Acolytes, and they're with Curtis Hughes and uh, Finkel. Oh my god, was I so happy to see them playing cards. Um, I I forgot it was this early. I had no idea. I didn't know, I honestly didn't know when it started. I had no idea. Uh, they're playing cards, and uh, they uh, Curtis Hughes asked uh, Finkel if he uh. If he's uh, washed his car yet. Uh, we go backstage with Vince with the Hollies. They asked Vince how... Uh, oh, first of all, he's like, put your coffee down. You're talking to the big shot. He was like, what? <laughs> uh, Holly asked Vince how many super heavyweights he has, and Vince begins to count, but Holly has to stop him. Holly says that they, uh, they want a tag title match since they won their match last night, and Vince says... Uh, where you won your match via disqualification. And he goes, uh, but he goes, you know what? I'll give it to you because it will be entertaining. This was fucking awesome. They just, they give them like another guy, like dangle carrots, man. And I, then like, we think it's there and then they yank it again. Another guy. They could have built so much more this year. Than- and it's maybe low key. Like my favorite interest when they say allegedly over a hundred pounds, it's so fucking funny. They're laughing four hundred pounds every time they say it. It's so funny. Uh, we get a promo with Big Boss Man. As he says he doesn't feel bad about Big Show's dad. He then challenges him to a hardcore match tonight. Yeah, why not? Then we go to backstage with Cole with Moolah and May. May talks more. Um, Moolah and May argue. May wants a title shot. They get into it. 
Ha ha ha! Then we go to Kevin Kelly with Big Show. Big Show accepts this match. He, uh, he says he, need, he needs to release some anger, and he's going to snap Bossman's neck over, in neck in half. That's, ooh, that's, that's murder, sir. Uh, guys, we have uh, Tess showing up to the arena. Hey, he's here. He knows where the arena is. Let's go to Mark Henry's fourth sex therapy session with an older white woman. As Henry once says that she was attracted to both the first two, his therapists. And then the guy was attracted to him. The therapist wants to know if he wants an older friend. Henry's sure. And then they go for a hug. And then the therapist jumps him and falls on top. And, oh, sexual chocolate. Oh, sexual chocolate. Oh, oh, I love these skits. They're so funny. Our next match, The Godfather with his hose versus Viscera with Midian. Uh, Can't it just stop? I mean, the only thing to talk about in this match is the hose, right? Yeah. Yep. Old uh, US of A. I, I love, by the way, uh, Viscera wins. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I love, by the way, there was a USA chant in the middle of the match because of... Um, Tits. Tits. <laughs> um, Jesus. <laughs> also, guys, uh, Mula May will be wrestling for the women's championship on SmackDown. Oh, Team Blue, it's Corey's show. Team Blue, baby. <laughs> um, Viscera with a hero kick, and Viscera wins with a big That was Yeah. Holy shit, dude. That came, that came at me. I'd be like, ah! Yeah. Oh, my God. We, Owen, is that you? Yeah. <laughs> we go backstage with uh, Curtis Hughes and the Acolytes still playing poker. Uh, Finkel has to hold Hughes' spit cup. Um, I love it. Like He's not even chewing, by the way. It's yeah. just a spit. Yeah, it's, just, <laughs> it's just spit. Uh, they're making fun of uh, how bad of a player uh, Hughes is. We see uh, Mankind looking for the rock. Mankind shows up. Um... Mankind tells him that the tag belts are on the line tonight. Rock says he doesn't care for the tag belts. He wants the WF title. Uh, he asks, uh, you know, who the... Uh, Mankind goes, hey, we're defending against the Hollies. And the Rock's like, who are the Hollies? Uh, 60s know, pop band. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, Crash and um, hard, Hardcore? So, I actually low-key love that part because, like, he did the joke, obviously, about Venus and Mac was like, again, it's... The guy, you know, you know, come on, Rock. I actually love that Mick is like, seriously, we're doing that again, the bit. <laughs> I love that. He's like, every little bit, Mick is like, come on, come on, a uh, little bit more with Mick every time. <laughs> Rock uh, just wants to know where uh, he, uh, where he is in the book. Mankind tries to give the Rock, Rocco. Rock doesn't want it. Mankind says, uh, he, well, I did put it under a sink. I cleaned it. Um, Rock says he can keep Mr. Rocco. Then we get a promo with China, who comes out with Miss Kitty, who is now dressed like China. The dark hair, thank Christ. China says last night it proved that she can be any man, anytime. She says that guys in the back don't like the fact that she's champ. China says uh, if anybody has the balls, they can come out and give it a shot. Chris Jericho. Comes on out. Oh, yeah. Jericho says he's been proud of this business, well, until now, because the greatest embarrassment is in the ring. The business is on a downhill spiral. The title has had uh, been in hands such as Steamboat, Macho Man, Rick Rude, the Mountie. <laughs> now it's, so now it's in the hands of a woman. <laughs> The idea of China being credible or believable champion is more ridiculous than her enhances of her breasts are. 
Y2J is no double J. He won't give her a good housekeeping match. Y2J says he won't hit a woman, but China is a gross freak of a nature. <laughs> Y2J says he will win the title from her and look the other way. As he looks the other way, China hits Jericho with the belt. Jericho flies over the announce table. Then he freaks up by hitting a chair. Good old Nitro Tantrum. Love it. He was so good here. I loved everything about oh this my, segment. Because uh, you had to pivot to somebody, obviously, from Jarrett. Nobody better than Jericho. I was about to say. Absolutely nobody. I remember at the time thinking, what, who does she feed with next? Oh, God. And not knowing it. But as soon as his music hit, I was like, that's perfect. That there is absolutely isn't perfect. There is a better candidate than Jericho. Y2J is no double J. That's so goddamn good, man. And all of a sudden you're like, man, I can't wait for this. Man. So is this... Is this the few that turns it around for him? Yeah. Or is it the next one? It's this one. It's this one. Because think about it, he's kind of under scrutiny at the time. Triple H and China are still an item. Mm-hmm. So he's feuding oh, he's di- <laughs> directly yeah. with the person who's going to talk to Triple H the most. Which is interesting. Mm. Uh, we see Test and uh, Bulldog getting ready for their match. Uh, let's, re- let's recap Rebellion. <laughs> Bulldog's wearing a trash can at Stephanie. Humbus off! As our next Fuck match you is British Bulldog versus the Test. By the way, this is our third match of the night. Test carry, comes out to a decent pop. He carries out a large trash can. Ref <laughs> tries to get the trash can, but Test shoves him away. That's your baby face, guys. Test reverses a running power slam and throws Bulldog in the turnbuckle and hits his own pump handle power slam. Tess grabs the trash can. However, the Main Street Posse comes out of the crowd and attacks Tess. What the fuck, man? Every bulldog needs a posse. Bulldog stops them and hits Tess with the trash can multiple times. I prefer prefer to think of it as whoever is feuding with Tess is now the posse's biggest fan. If Tess, if if Bulldog does not come out on SmackDown with a sweater vest on, right? What is the point? We need a bulldog right? sweater vest. I need bulldog in a cardigan. Stat. What is Where the do you point? Get a cardigan that big? First of all, <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. My God, uh, bulldog- that's going to be a big cardigan. Yeah. He's bigger than Joey Apps. Yeah. <laughs> bulldog power slams test. Let's go backstage with the acolytes and Hughes playing poker. Um, they're playing poker and Hughes has betted everything and except have, for his bitch. It doesn't have anything to give up. Uh, now it took a turn. So Hughes <laughs> Hughes puts Finkel in the pot. Get in the pot. Acolytes win, but they let Hughes keep his clothes, but they take his bitch. We go backstage. Um, Al's going to... Looks like Al's going to spit in a trash can, but he finds Mankind's book. Mankind uh, uh, um, walks by Al, and Mankind asks Al if the Rock let Al use it. And um, in this point, you can hear Val Venus's music in the background. Uh, Mankind thinks it's a... Uh, Mankind... It's like, no, I found... Uh, sorry, Al's like, I found this in a trash can. Mankind's like, thinks it's a rib, but Al's like, no, this is no rib. I found this in a trash can. That's Mrs. Conrad, you son of a bitch. What? We uh, see uh, <laughs> our next uh, Val. Val Venus is in the ring. He makes fun of the relationship between Snow and Mankind. <sighs> Val's intro stuff is overplayed now. Uh, so our next match is Al Snow versus Val Venus. Val runs into Snow and Val punches, uh, uh, just punches him. Al picks up Val like the wheelbarrow and then throws him over Al. Um, so, um, yeah, puts his legs around his hips and then just throws him behind. 
Val shoves uh, Al off the second rope. Val hits the money shot for the win. Uh, I actually, weirdly enough, enjoyed this match. It was technically fine. I'm just burnt out on all things Val Venus, and I'm kind of getting there without snow, too. But the match was fine. It was well-performed. Um, as tired as I am of Al Snow, I like his matches. Like he's 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 fine in the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, and Val was okay this time. We see uh, Big Show and Bossman getting ready. We see Mankind looking for the Rock. Uh, we see the Rock in his locker room. Mankind asks the Rock, uh, "How could you do that to me?" And Rock uh, then Mankind begins to yell at the Rock that the this is his life work, his tears, his blood. Mankind uh, throws his rock and sock uh, mask, uh, rock and sock jacket, and is mashed to the ground. Mankind says that, uh, you know, the that he will tag with him one more time. But after the match, he does not want to be near the Rock anymore. Rock tries to do something, but Mankind interrupts him and tells him to like go straight to hell. I I love this. So did I. Like fully brought it. Oh my god. And it it highlights the biggest issue I have with this episode, but that I've had with the guy for like the last year. How can anybody really like The Rock? He's a dick. He's the biggest dick in the world. I mean, he's the worst baby face you've ever seen. And like, uh, like Foley is in the right here, a thousand percent. Yeah. But if. But if the feud ever happens, you know that crowd's booing Foley. Oh, for sure. Uh, but yeah, no, Mick fucking crushed it in the segment. The Rock was like, let The Rock say, no, no, I'm fucking say something. You shut the hell up. Oh, my God. It, it was, was really amazing. Good. It dude. was great. Really and like, good. it's it's this weird thing, right? So say there's ten segments between, like, or ten interactions between The Rock and Mankind. Nine of them are going to be like this. They're going to be so good. They have such good chemistry. There's like that one outlier that sucks. Mm-hmm. I just like most of the time they knock it out of the park, and so it's like, even if you if you if you get tired of like the storyline, like they do something like this, you're like, fuck, man, they are so good together. No, this was this was really good. Holy Christ! Um, let's go to our next match, and it's for the Hardcore Championship. As Bossman is down the ring, waiting for Big Show. Big Show music hits. Doesn't come out. We Woo. cut. Well, we cut backstage, and uh, there's Where someone. Huh? That's where he gets water from. Well, uh, we see someone telling Big Show some news, and Big Show begins to cry. Ref starts to count the, uh, ca- does the count out. Uh, Bossman celebrates the win. Uh, we find out after the commercial that uh, Big Bo- the Big Show's father has passed away. Let's go to our next match. This is the New Age Outlaws with the Acolytes with Howard Finkel. Finkel coming out. Somewhat dressed up like the acolytes, the armbands, and, and somewhat, somewhat, that was yeah, ridiculous. Uh, I love the armbands. The armbands were great. <laughs> uh, top rope breaks in this match, Holy so the wrestling, the rest of the match with no top rope. So I was kind of like halfway paying attention, and I was like, the rope was the rope break. I looked, I was like, what the fuck? So everyone, and I was like, I thought like Billy almost snapped his fucking neck because he just bad. hit the ropes hard, and the shit just gave away. Yeah, um, I like how forever it was just kind of just hanging there, and then Farouk's like, "Fuck this!" and pulls it and just like beats him with it. Yeah, and then like the whole fucking thing comes like they wind this tight, those ropes so fun, and like there are cables in theirs, right? Are they ropes? No, it's ropes. It's rope in there, so it's cable in the other one. Yep, they're the only company that's rope. There's rope. 
That is bonkers, dude. Uh, Gunn hits, gets busted open, Road Dog with the hot tag. Howard puts a chair in the ring for the Acolytes, but Gunn grabs it and hits Bradshaw with it. Road Dog rolls up Bradshaw for the win. After the match, the Acolytes br- call Howard into the ring, and then they just yell at him, and then they gave him a super wedgie <laughs> as they rip his... That. Hmm. And then we cut backstage, and once we come back from commercial with the Acolytes yelling at Howard in the shower, and Bradshaw said, we're going to make you squeal like a pig. Hmm. And then I was super out on the Acolytes this episode. That's cool. Let's go to rape a guy in the shower. That's <laughs> yeah. fun. Well, you know, that's, that was Bradshaw's go-to. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, let's go to the ring with the um, new brood. It's Matt and Jeff, but they were saying they're no longer the new brood. They are now the Hardy Boys. Edge and Christian come out. Both teams selling the latter match. I'm sure. I'm sure they weren't selling. <laughs> which, you know. <laughs> shit hurt. <laughs> which I'll say maybe current day product should start doing that more and more. There's a lot of things current product should be doing more and more. Yes, the crowd gives, uh, the crowd gives them a, a shoot, uh, standing ovation. Between Orton and The Fiend. Uh, a deserved standing ovation. Yeah. Yes. That was fucking awesome. Um... Edge says, hey, I'm shooting here. Uh, they came out here to show respect, and last night was an honor. Terry then comes out with Gangrel. Uh, as Gangrel says, well, you guys did that last night. I banged Tori- <laughs> Terry last night. Okay. Uh, the Hardys, Edge, and Christian then, then, uh, just attacked, uh, th- then they just attacked Gangrel, <laughs> and then the Hardys leave with Terry. Oh, oh my God. Nope. I fucking figured it out. Four young supersizers just beat up a David. <laughs> they just they beat the fuck out of a David. They did. This, oh. pack, this pack of filthy animals just beat the shit oh out of David. Oh my god, that's so good. Over a blonde. That's so fucking good. God damn. The old boy, yeah. Holy shit, dude. They beat up damn. a David. That's so funny. Uh, we go to GTV now. His boss man talking to, is talking to the guy who told Big Show that his dad died. <laughs> you heard him. Tell, show me how he did. Show me. Oh, my dad died. <laughs> paid him. They paid him. <laughs> Big Show calls it an Academy Award performance. Uh, they lied to Big Show. Commentary's like, fuck this. <laughs> Uh, we our next Big match. show picking up the mantle for Jeff Jarrett now that he's gone. Yep. He's gonna be the ultimate Looney Tunes villain. <laughs> why, why am I dirty dad? Our next match is for the Dodo Tag Team Championships: Hardcore and Crash Holly versus the Rock and Sock Connection. Mm-hmm. Mankind comes out and just sits on the still steps. This part bugged me, right? Uh, yeah. Not what he did, but what the commentary didn't do. He was rocking like the old Mankind yeah. when he was the Outcast, and they didn't fucking bring it up once. I mean, no. Which, I'm not Drove surprised Lawler, but JR, he should have got that. God damn it. I was like, he's clearly doing the old gimmick. Because like, he was an outcast and he didn't feel loved. That's why he's sitting there rocking. I so... Oh. He should have brought back the look. God damn it. The fucking the brown. The brown. Yeah. yeah. Oh, god damn it, man. Uh, I came out to the old music. We see uh, the Outlaws watching this match as Bill is getting sewn up. Um... <laughs> Rock tries, uh, takes on the Hollies by himself. Uh, Holly rolled out of the ring and uh, made fun of mankind. Uh, Hollies attacks the Rock's ribs. Crash holds the Rock, and Hardcore goes for the top row for double axe handle. However, Rock low blows him, Crash, and hits a rock bottom on Hardcore. Crash stumbles in the ref. We get a ref bump. Triple H then runs down and pedigrees Triple H. I mean, pedigrees the Rock. Uh, 
I think Mick stands up here, right? Uh, hardcore wins, uh, covers them. One, two, three. Your new tag team champions, the Holly Cousins. This is when Mick gets up and just walks away. Oh, I will say that, uh, I mean, as half-assed as ever was Rock put in the night before, uh, he worked his ass off in this match. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. He had to. Yep. I was like, damn. All right. Uh, Triple H is on top of the ramp as he celebrates what he did, uh, but then Stolen Cold comes out and they begin to brawl. Stone Cold throws Triple H into the ring. Rock hits the rock bottom and goes for the people's elbow, but Austin rolls in, flips off the rock, and then Austin stuns Triple H to end Raw. However, guys, there's some extra attitude. Not for me, that wasn't. Nope. <laughs> rock poses on top of the ramp with the WF title on his shoulders. Austin uh, drinks beer. Uh, Triple H attacks Austin. Austin stuns Triple H. Austin gives Triple H a beer. He flips him off and then stuns him. Uh, Austin and Earl share a beer. Triple H shoves Earl. Uh, Earl shoves Triple H. Austin stuns him again. Triple H flips Austin uh, off when Austin was on the stage. Austin then runs back down, stuns Triple H two more times. Austin offers Triple H another beer. Triple H is hesitant. But the crowd is chanting, take the beer, take the beer. So Triple H does, and then gets stunned again. And that is how you end Extra Hot Dude. Woo! Three hours later. Three hours later. What was the what was the better show? Monday Night Raw. Yeah, Raw. I'm, I almost went Nitro just for the car crash uh, aspect of it. Plus, I didn't love Raw, but Raw was a better show. Yeah. It's weird because I went Nitro last Raw week. Raw was the better. Huh? I went Nitro last week. Yeah. Yeah. It's... My God. So, let's go to the ratings, shall we? Yes. Let's see the ratings for one Vince Russo. So, last week, WCW did a 2.6. WWF did a 6.1. This week, WCW... 3.3. I mean, it's a marked improvement. It's, you know. WWF, 5.4. And that's coming off of pay-per-view, too. Ooh. I think enough people were intrigued by the... by the head writer, her former head writer of WWF. You know. I think well, it's basically explained about why he, you mentioned the fact that he's there on TV. Yep. Well, let's go to the awards show. Let's start it off with a best match. I went, uh, damn it, lost it. The Outlaws and the Alkalites. Uh, I thought it was the most memorable match of the night, obviously, but, uh, I thought they did a pretty good job working around the fucking ring breaking in the middle of their match. I'll go ahead and concur only because I can't think of anything else. Uh, I'm going Brett and Sting. I liked it. Either, either way is good. Worst match. Leparka and Buff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, did I do a good job for you, Vince? Uh, who was your MVP? Fully. Yeah, yep. fully. Uh, yep. He, from everything he did, and I thought he was awesome in the in the match. 
you could tell he was he was torn and he wanted to help, but he had been fucked over so many times by The Rock. He was just done with it. It's oh god, he was so good tonight. Yep. Fully, yep. Moe to Buff. Oh, Buff everyone. Make it three for Buff. I, I don't even care if it was a work shoot. Uh, it's uh, it's the worst. Dude. I even like it better that way because that means they don't think he's any more than this. Yeah, so that works for me. Ugh, he sucks, dude. Um, Corey. Yeah. WTF. Wow, that was a seismic <laughs> shift in uh, presentation from one show to the next. Uh, I'd like to know who the hell Monday Nitro has been hanging out with that introduced them to PCP. Um, Raven. <laughs> that's a good point. Damn it. Holy fuck. That. I was, I was spent at the end, actually halfway through Nitro, but by the end of it, I was like, I actively, I stopped watching wrestling for like a day and a half. Jesus. I was like, I need to just decompress. Jesus. I watched uh, just a ton of other stuff. Sunny. Mm-hmm. I watched that BG's documentary again. Yep. I watched uh, any uh, random YouTube shit. Did you watch the Defiant ones yet? No. You should watch that. Yes. Four parts. Very good. Okay. Very good. There you go. There you go. There you go. Yeah. And then I got to Raw like two hour days later. I was like, okay, I can go again. <laughs> I don't know what we're going to do uh, next week when... <laughs> All three WCW shows are Vince Russo booked. Three hours of pay-per-view, three hours of Nitro, and two hours of Thunder. All And for me, two hours of Saturday Night under Vince Russo. Holy fuck. Uh, so mine, uh, Corey asked us a couple weeks ago how we felt about Vince Russo coming on. I think we were all cautiously optimistic mm-hmm. about what... the show was so blah. Right, at least it would be a direction, right? Uh, well, there's a direction. Uh, it's every direction, but there is a direction. Uh, but simply put, like why it was crash, you know, television. Uh, at least for me, it was boring. There was nothing exciting about it. Um, it was just. It felt like. It felt like all the stuff, and I mean, obviously, it felt like all the stuff Vince McMahon would have said no to, which is exactly what we got on Nitro. This is all the, the reject ideas that Vince Russo had every week. Um, and so if this is what we get, if we get car crash TV that isn't like bad in a good way, just bad and boring, that's a long fucking watch. This felt like four fucking hours. This felt forever to me. It was so uninspired to watch that I... Uh, you know, I don't. I when I review these, I I try to do them in real time. I don't take into account, for the most part, what happens in the future. Yeah. Week one is not off to a great start. It's it's not. Well, let's hope week two is a little more driven now that he's fully in, in control. So I mean, I guess I'll wait till Joe's done. Let's see what this is. Uh, I'm mooching off all you guys right now. I watched. Um, no mercy. One night, and then the next day, I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'll start Wednesday, last Wednesday. I was like, you know what? I want to watch Nitro. I want to see Vince Russo night one. And 
I, like I sent you guys that text, and I said earlier in the show, I was spent after forty five minutes, yeah. and then I watched two hours ago. It was still. like yeah, it was like two hours ago, and then it's just like okay, I just watched, I just watched Raw two point like I'm like. I just watched Raw on Nitro, and I know what I'm getting myself into on this upcoming episode of Raw of the same shtick. Remember how riddled Raw was with that Crash TV? Yeah. <laughs> Nitro under Russo is like Raw's little brother who's riddled with ADHD and like a meth problem. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, boy. It's, I, it was so long for me. So, a serious question. For each of you... And I'll answer mine first after I ask. What was the high point of Nitro for you? For me, it was Jeff Jarrett. And then after that, everything was fucking bad. There was like 19 Kimberly. fucking Outsider segments. <laughs> uh, well, Russo loves the Outsiders, so get used to that. Um, I enjoyed some of the Outsiders segments. Not all. Some. I like... The highlight was Jarrett Kimberly. Yep. Um... I did enjoy Sting being a human. Yeah. It took Vince Russo to get there, but, you know, he, was, he wasn't naive. He wasn't gullible. <laughs> In fact, he was dealing out the shoots. <laughs> he wasn't around Luger. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I enjoyed Sting. Right. I did enjoy his mom haircut. <laughs> <laughs> I liked Flair. Yeah, I liked Flair. Flair, Flair, and Flair Billy you know, Kidman beat you up? It didn't feel like Russo went too out of the way with Flair. He's a womanizer. He likes to fuck women. Okay. Fuck a woman. <laughs> yeah. Plus, he just turned the horseman beatdown around on Flair. So, yeah. wasn't. I mean, I didn't mind Flair, but that's about it. Yeah. Flair. Flair the Flair. rest of it. Oh. It was Flair for me for uh, um, Nitro. Him bitching at David for getting his ass handed to. Like, him I, having his way with Kimberly. I can't help the, the filthy animals. I can't help this. Looking at him. It's like Ray, Kidman, and Eddie are like the three young hip guys mm-hmm. hanging out with like their like uncle who's trying way too hard. Yep. That's what it feels like. Yep. I uh I forgot what to say. It doesn't matter. Nitro sucked. Nitro did. So boy. I'm not gonna give Raw a free pass though. I didn't think Raw was much better. It wasn't. But I will I will say, even though I'm cold on the match, the opening segment was great. That and crowd I, was, that crowd eating that. And shit I up. loved the Foley mm-hmm. interactions and Jericho and China. It, it's the um, the rest I didn't love that much. It's it's, okay. it's 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 what we've been saying for a couple of years now for WWF. The wrestling they put on is okay, but we're watching for the outside the ring, the storytelling, which they're still doing a good job with. Yeah. So, boys, get ready for six hours Corey Vince eight Russo. of Vince yeah, Russo. Eight hours of Vince Russo for me. Uh, we have the uh, midweek war stories coming up soon, which we can finally mark out no sell for the Halloween Havoc for WCW card. That'll be interesting. That they've given us. Um, you can go back and listen to the pay per view war stories of No Mercy, Rebellion, or Unforgiven. That was this, <laughs> this month alone. Um, you can listen to all of that at NoSoEntertainment.com. That's right, NoSoEntertainment.com. And like always, you can listen to all of our podcasts wherever you listen to your podcast.